Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and on a recent 600-mile road trip to the Oregon coast, I couldn't help but notice how much some people abuse their cars. Now, I'm talking about drivers who are doing unnecessary damage to their vehicle from unforced driving errors at low speed. So, is it just me observing some anomaly, or are people really beating on their cars unnecessarily? And if so, what do they think will come of it? What does it do to the resale value of that car down the road? Well, let's take a couple of minutes to unpack all that, shall we? So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. Now, I'm an exception to most people when it comes to loving cars and wanting to keep the ones I own in good condition. People I live with, my family, call me anal retentive. We have two cars right now, a nearly 30-year-old Mazda Miata, and a 15-year-old Audi wagon, and they both look like they're two to three years old, not 15, not 30. They look almost new. Now, I'm not trying to brag because I don't think I've done anything special to keep them in good condition other than being careful. I mean, I park strategically away from other hazards and other cars to avoid dents, okay? I'm also careful when parking next to a curb on the street or when navigating parking lots with their giant SUV-sized speed bumps and huge curbs and the parking stops, you know, those concrete barriers at the end of a parking spot to keep you from rolling forward. You know, I'm really careful around those things. A Miata's tiny. They'll just grind if you try to drive up onto that thing. Same with the Audi. It doesn't have a ton of ground clearance, four or five inches. It's not a lot. Anyway, I pay attention to things that can cause damage. But for those not paying attention, these hazards can grind down parts or knock them off completely free from their cars. Just, you know, boom, it's gone. There goes your bumper cover. Uh, there goes the little side skirt on your car. Ooh, grunch, oops, there, your wheel looks terrible. I'll give you some examples that we saw on our trip in just a minute. But here's something to think about first. So for most people, the car, truck, or SUV that they own is one of their most expensive possessions. Next to, say, maybe a house or maybe a rare Picasso painting if you're in the 1%. But most people, it's like the most expensive thing they have or second to their home. Now, last time I checked, Teslas, BMWs, Audis, they aren't free. And I see a lot of those in the place that I live. Even those ginormous luxury SUVs that seem to be everywhere, those things are pushing like $80,000 to $100,000 for... I don't want to say entry level, but for, you know, kind of an average price for those things. I mean, 80000 bucks. Now, I've noted before in other episodes that the average price of a new car in the U.S. is approaching $50,000. I don't know what it is today. You know, it's forty seven or 48000 something like that. Used cars are about thirty. They've come down a little bit, but still, everything's expensive. And yet, people treat their expensive cars worse than my two sons treated their old free Honda sedans. I mean, they didn't take very good care of them, but they took better care of them than many people I see driving around. And I have a few specific examples that I came across on our recent road trip that I want to share with you. So let's jump into those. This first one is the Camry driver versus the plastic traffic bollard. Now, you may be thinking, what is a traffic bollard? 
Well, you see these things all the time. They're like a plastic tube that's about maybe four inches in diameter and about three, three and a half feet tall. And it either has a plastic base and it's something that can be moved. You know, you'll see it with road crews and that sort of thing. Or it's actually bolted into the ground and it's something to separate cars from, say, a bike lane or a pedestrian lane or something like that, right? Now, these things are somewhat flexible. You can run over them. They won't completely destroy your car. But they're hard. Um, you know, you really don't want to run over them because they will do damage, mostly cosmetic. But, you know, they can do some real damage if you're not careful. And this person in the Camry was not careful. So after our first day in Portland, driving around, seeing friends and doing things, my wife and I decided to stop off at an old haunt of ours on Northwest 23rd, Papa Hyden, for a little bit of dessert. If you've been to Portland, you may have tried it. Anyway, it was a nice night, so we decided to sit outside. She went inside to check and see, you know, what desserts are available. And I'm sitting there just kind of watching the cars on the street, people driving by. In this black 2020, maybe a 2019 Camry comes driving up. And there's traffic bullards before this first parking spot that was available on the street. And it wasn't very big. So the person decided to just kind of drive right into it. And they maybe they didn't see the bullard. I don't know. But they just kind of let them grind down the side of the car. And it's sort of like fingers on a chalkboard. You know, fingernails just kind of scraping down. And I'm just like, oh, my God. For me, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. This person just kind of casually gets out, doesn't even look at the damage, and I'm sure it's scraped all the way down the side. And they've gone up and over the curb to do this. So that scraped on the way down off the curb. You could hear the exhaust sort of scrape against the curb, and I'm thinking, okay, let's see, paint, chrome pieces, uh, maybe the exhaust is dented, I don't know. It's kind of a mess. Might have gotten a wheel? Hmm. Person goes in, gets some food from a restaurant, comes back maybe two minutes later, and I told my wife when she came out, I said, watch this guy. This guy's insane. He doesn't drive very well. And a car has since pulled up right in front of him, so he has to back up to get out. So he turns his wheel into the curb, and he sort of backs up over the curb, scrapes the exhaust again, bends it down a little bit. I can hear the bullards, like, scraping down the side of the car, and he has to go over with the front wheel now, too. So that kind of bangs down. He hits the front of the car as he comes back down and then just kind of races off. I'm just like, I'm in shock. I'm thinking, wow, whatever you picked up at that restaurant, $30 meal or whatever it was, that was like a $5,000 meal. Because when you add it all up, he damaged the exhaust. He damaged the side of the car from literally the front mirror on the passenger side all the way back down to the bumper. It's got to be scraped. So yeah, maybe it'll polish out. Maybe it won't. You might have some paint work to do. Um, and I think it damaged the, the rear bumper cover as well when it came off the curb. So I'm just kind of holding myself thinking that's 2000 to $5,000 worth of damage. I mean, real world cost if you're going to go get it fixed somewhere at a shop. I mean, if you don't care, okay, I guess you don't care. But that car is going to be worth less at the end of the road when the guy goes to trade it or sell it. Nobody's going to want that. They're going to look at it and go, what a mess. I wouldn't even touch that car. Because you have to think, what else doesn't this person do? Did they not change their oil? Did they not change the timing belt? Did they run over something else? The answer is probably yes. So Camry driver versus plastic traffic bullard. It's the bullard for the win. Okay, the next one up is the brand new Kia with damage. Hmm, what kind of damage? 
So a couple days later, we drive over to the Oregon coast. We get to our hotel, and we're driving our Miata, and I'm always really careful with it. I've parked it way down the end of a row, up against a curb. No, I did not grunge the curb. Anyway, I'm, I'm down as far as I can go. I've got space between me and the car next to me. Uh, we unload our stuff and go in. I'm, I'm being careful with the car. I want to make sure it's okay. Anyway, I'm going to come back down and get another bag. And as I come down, I see this new Kia Stinger GT. And unfortunately, Kia's decided to discontinue this car. It's been around for about five or six years. It's a great car. It's good looking, sports sedan. Anyway, I decide I'm going to go take a look at this thing because I'm not going to see many of them. Not many new ones anymore. So this particular example, I know it's brand new because it's got a temporary registration sticker in the window. There's no license plates on the car. So it's brand new. And I'm, you know, kind of gazing at it thinking, wow, this really looks cool. And I look at the front right wheel. Whoa, look at that wheel. And all the way around 360 degrees, this thing is grunched. It's been rubbed against a concrete curb. And the damage goes in about a couple of inches on the wheel all the way around. Don't leave a spot unchallenged. Just do the whole thing, man. So they did. They must have gone to like 10 feet down a curb. That's the front wheel. And I thought, wait a minute, the back's got to be the same. Sure enough, the back one, same thing. I'm thinking, this car's two weeks old. And then I had to do it. I had to do it. I went to the other side just to look at those wheels. And guess what? They were grunched as well. Not as bad. They were, you know, kind of grunch here and there. Most of the time people park on the right side because, you know, we drive on the right side of the road here. But still, oh my God, this car is two weeks old, maybe three weeks old, and the wheels are already destroyed. So for a little mind game, I decided I'm going to go check the online Kia prices for parts. And I looked up the Stinger GT. The wheels were more than $600 a piece, like, you know, 612 or something like that. They don't come with TPMS sensors, you know, tire pressure monitoring system sensors. So you have to add those. So that's going to be a cost. You're going to have to switch over your tires. And I'm talking about, you know, getting the car back to brand new because it is brand new, right? Do you want your car to look like, well, crap? (laughs) I don't know. This person doesn't seem to care, but I would care. Anyway, when you add it all up, it's probably about eight or nine hundred dollars per wheel. Let's just say eight hundred times four. You're talking $3,200, maybe more, so $3,500. And this is all just because they didn't pay attention. What were they thinking? I have no idea. Okay, so later that day, my wife and I decide, oh, we're at the coast, let's go share a fish and chip platter. So we get one, we go outside, and we're sitting on this little outdoor bench in front. And there's an open parking space in front of us on the road. And this guy in a Prius, he's driving by, and then he just sort of like turns like 45 degree angle coming kind of right at us. Not fast, but I'm thinking, what is he going to do? And he goes right up over the curb, and then he turns and comes off the curb. And when he goes up over the curb, he kind of grunches the wheel. I think he might have bent it a little bit. But then he turns and, like, drops back off the curb, okay? And you can hear the whole, like, kind of side of the car and the front uh, bumper cover kind of scrape down off the curb as he does it. And my wife and I just kind of look at each other like, oh, my God, that was crazy, right? And then guess what he does? He doesn't like the way it's parked. And it is kind of parked poorly. So he turns the wheel like like he's going to leave. But then he puts it in reverse and does the whole thing backwards all over again. He goes up the curb 
<laughs> and then he, he kind of turns the other direction and then pops back off and scrapes again. But this time he pops the front bumper cover loose. It's kind of loose on, on one side. It didn't come off, but it's like popped in two places. So those things are held on with kind of a, it's sort of snap fit sort of thing, but it also has fasteners, you know, screws and bolts and whatever. So he's clearly torn some of those off. So what do they do? Well, there's two people in the car. The wife, I'm assuming the wife, opens the door. She gets out on her side. She doesn't even look at the damage. Just like, oh, another day, another scrape, whatever. Closes the door. He gets out, doesn't come around and look. And they both cross the street and go to a gallery. And I'm thinking, where do these people come from? And what are they, they're just walking over to the gallery to do what? Buy a Picasso and bring it home and take a rake and, you know, rake back and forth across it, just like they do with their car? I mean... You wouldn't do that with a painting. Why would you do it to your car? It wasn't a brand new Prius. It was probably a, you know, seven, eight-year-old Prius. But still, this is thousands of dollars worth of damage. If you haven't done an estimate lately for damage to your car, I have. I raised my hand. We had a tree fall on our cars, you know, six, eight months ago. It's devastating. I mean, things are way more expensive than you think they are. And it takes months to get into a shop to have paint work done. So stop doing this stuff. It's expensive. And at the end of the day, it reduces the value of your vehicle. Nobody wants to buy your scraped up wrecked junky car. Okay. If you want it to be worth more at the end, spend a little more time taking care of it. Okay. It's like I'm speaking into the wind here. I don't know. I don't think I'm changing anybody's behavior, but I'm hoping to because I like cars. I mean, I'm not a Prius fan, personally. I, I, I think they're fine, you know, but I'm, I'm not going to go out and get one. But I don't want you to drive yours over the curb. I don't want you to grunt your brand new Stinger GT wheels along a curb. I don't want you to take your Camry and drive up a curb and, you know, scrape it down a bunch of bollards. I don't want that to happen. It shouldn't be happening, right? But here we are. So this next one is, again, another unforced error that just cracks me up. I had to go back to our car, which was strategically parked to be safe. And there was a Ford Explorer, a new one, probably two years old. And they were parked up next to a wall and they were backing out. This is not near my car, but as I was walking to it. And they started to make their turn out of the spot before they were actually out of the spot. So they ended up kind of like catching this wall with the edge of their front bumper cover and they pulled it completely off. It just popped loose. Boink. <laughs> just looking at it like, am I in some like weird time warp here where everybody's damaging their car at the same time? I'm just, I mean, I just laughed and kept walking. I didn't even stop to, you know, inspect the damage because it was just so pathetic. It's like, that's something you would expect your teenager to do, right? Your 16 year old driver is going to do that sort of thing. Not some, I don't know, this person was probably, I don't know, 35. They got out and, you know, kind of freaked out when they saw it. <laughs> and I just laughed like, well, you know, if you're not paying attention, that's what happens. It was such an unforced error and very unfortunate because now you've got an entire front of your car laying there. I hope you get room inside to put that thing in because you don't want to leave it. You know, maybe they could reuse it. Maybe not. I don't know. But you're going to look pretty silly driving around with that thing gone. So... I felt sorry for that person, but then again, you know, pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings. When you park, you know, before you drive away, make sure there's not a, you know, a garbage can or a, a you know, a pole or something that you're going to run into. It's so easy to do. Just look around. But no, people just, you know, I'm busy. I can't be bothered with that. 
Well, I can tell you that was a $5,000 bumper cover loss. That's gone. So, sorry, person. You're going to have to deal. And the final thing I want to talk about isn't really a specific example of somebody losing a bumper cover, grunching their wheels or doing something like that. But it was just the sheer number of car parts on Highway 26 and Interstate 5 as we were driving back home. I'm just looking around going, okay, bumper cover, bumper cover, giant car part, giant car part, bumper cover. <laughs> they were everywhere. Probably somewhere between, I lost count around 20, I think. And I just thought to myself, we're on a straight road here. I mean, I get it that accidents happen, but really? On a straight road? Come on, people. Are you falling asleep? Get some coffee. Pull over. Take a nap. Don't run into each other. You really don't have to do that on a straight road. Come on. It's easy to go straight and to pay attention to brake lights and to slow in a manner that allows people behind you to stop in reasonable space. I mean, it's just so easy to do. These are such unforced errors. Now, I know that sometimes accidents happen. Things do go wrong and that are just completely out of your control. I get it. But there's too many times where people are just not paying attention. This is the first or second or third most expensive thing you have. You could probably take better care of it. And I'm not talking about you specifically, but I'm just talking about people in general. It just breaks my heart to see these cars damaged. So please try and stop. Or at least do it less. I don't know. Help me. So after all that, I gotta say, it's really easy to keep from damaging your car or truck. It just takes a little care and vigilance, and you can avoid these unfortunate, unforced errors. However, if you're not willing to invest even a little bit of effort to keep the exterior of your car, truck, or SUV in good condition, then the used car gods will simply take it off the sales price when you go to sell it, or the trade-in price when you trade it in down the road. The choice is yours. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and follow this podcast so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs at a price you'll love. Also, be sure to join me next time for a look at the all-time top five most streamed episodes of Better Than New. Some were obvious, but a couple were a little surprising, at least to me anyway. So be sure to join me for that episode. And until then, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.